Do you want to know if you're lacking intimacy in your relationship? What you can do about it? Don't go anywhere. Hi, and welcome to Lolly Secrets, a place where we work towards becoming a better version of ourselves by aligning expectations with reality, with a key focus on our self-development journey. If you haven't already, go on and subscribe to our podcast for more of our content. Today's topic is the truth about intimacy in a relationship and how to improve it. So let's start off with what intimacy is in a relationship. It can be defined as a closeness or feeling of being close to someone. It involves sharing your thoughts, feelings, and experiences with your partner, and it allows you to connect in a very deep way. You know, intimacy is not just physical, it's emotional and mental as well. So normally people ask, how does intimacy start? Like, where does it start from? How does it just happen in a relationship? Well, intimacy starts from being vulnerable and open with your partner. It's about sharing your thoughts and feelings and willing to trust your partner with your innermost self. It's a two-way street and you have to be willing to open yourself up to intimacy in order for things to start happening between you and the person that you're trying to be intimate with. It can sometimes be difficult for some people, but it can definitely be worth it. The truth is, if your partner really loves you, they will definitely want to know everything about you. The good, the bad, and the absolute ugly. Once you understand what intimacy is and where it comes from, you'll start building it into your relationship. And sometimes when intimacy starts fading in a relationship, it can feel kind of devastating, you know, but there's still good news out there. There's light at the end of the tunnel because there are some simple ways that you can build intimacy in a relationship. And we're going to talk about that in this episode. So how can we build intimacy in a relationship? So one of the ways we can achieve intimacy in a relationship is through communication. Good communication is absolutely essential for any healthy relationship. When you can talk openly to your partner about anything and everything, it builds intimacy between the two of you. You know, communication doesn't just mean talking. It also includes listening to your partner and understanding what they mean. Even when they're not saying all the right words, you know, sometimes you finish each other's sentences. Sometimes it's just being able to understand when they're trying to convey something to you. If you want to achieve good communication and good intimacy through communication, one of the ways is by showing interest in your partner's hobbies and activities. Now, if you can find out what those hobbies and activities are and then ask them about it, the best thing you can do is show interest, not just asking them and then, oh, great, you've asked them and you tick the box. No, you actually have to show interest in what they're talking about and make sure you really listen to what they're saying when they start telling you the stories behind them. Because these are things that they're really, really excited about. So under communication, again, so don't just pay attention to what they're saying, but also how they're speaking. You know, keep an eye on their body language as well as all the non-verbal communication. If there are signs that your partner might be getting frustrated or bored while we speak, for example, sometimes they're looking away when we're talking, do something surprising, ask them a question, something random and try and get, you know, sometimes that gets their attention back to us. Or even better, ask them if there's something on their mind, you'll find that automatically they'll be able to tell you if there's something on their mind or you'll be able to get their attention back. And this is a really key one under communication. Don't be judgmental or dismissive, even if you don't agree with them. 
That's the key point. Don't be judgmental or dismissive even if you don't agree with them. You have to remember that we all have different beliefs and ideas. And even if they may seem strange or wrong, we need to understand that our partner's perspective on things may be different. So we just need to meet them where they are and try to just respect their viewpoints. Now, the second way we can achieve intimacy in a relationship is through shared experiences. When you do something together that neither you nor your partner have done before, it creates a special bond between you. Experiences big or small, it doesn't matter. What's really important is that you share them together. A key example of it is spending time alone together, maybe scheduling something like regular date night or a weekend getaway. The important thing is making time for each other. It's all about really focusing on your relationship together and and being intentional about making that time together more focused on one another. And it's all about being intentional. So if you're going on date night, for example, try and wear something cute. Do your hair all nice. Spray some perfume. Get yourself all excited, like for a real date, you know? Remember how you used to go for, you know, a nice date? The more excited you are, the more intimate the day will feel. You'll be recreating those butterflies from the dating days. I mean, alternatively, it could be as simple as going for a walk or cooking or having dinner or watching like a nice movie. But the important thing, like I said, is finding time together, creating those intentional moments and making it as special as possible for you two together. Another way of keying into the shared experiences is being happy for your partner when they succeed. Now, I know that sometimes resentment and jealousy gets in the way of intimacy. You know, it's hard sometimes to be happy for your partner when they succeed especially because if you're feeling resentful or jealous it can be tough to build intimacy because these negative feelings and emotions they get in the way of communication and then before you know it it kind of destroys trust right but if you ever find yourself feeling this way try to let go of the resentment and jealousy be happy for your partner when they succeed no matter what your feelings are you'll have a stronger relationship and feel more intimate with each other the third way you can build intimacy is through physical touch. Yes, I know you've been waiting for this one. We're all tactile creatures as human beings. We need physical touch, physical contacts to feel connected to one another. And touch can be anything from a kiss to a hug. Definitely plays a huge role in reinforcing our emotional connections between us and our partners. But it can really be as simple as holding hands or a massage. A lot of the time, touch has a soothing effect and can be very beneficial for your relationship. For example, hugging and holding hands is an excellent way to provide comfort and showing love in our everyday lives. A lot of the time, a lot of people use cuddles to make their significant other feel better. I know I enjoy a little cuddle here and there. We won't get into the more the extra physical stuff that comes with physical touch. I'm sure your uh, brains can do the rest of the thinking on that. Now, one of the most important things that I know that we don't usually talk about but should be talked about is vulnerable conversations when it comes to intimacy. It involves talking about things that are personal to you, your hopes, your fears, your dreams, things like that. When you share your intimate details with your partner, it really creates a deeper bond between the two of you. So talking openly about your needs and desires. This is so key when it comes to vulnerable conversations. 
If you want a more intimate relationship, you need to be open and honest about what you need and want. So don't just keep them bottled up. You need to share them with your partner. So when you're able to talk more openly about your needs and desires, it really shows that you can trust your partner and that you're sharing something very special with them. Even if you're afraid of being rejected or laughed at, when you share these vulnerabilities with your partner, it shows you trust them implicitly and that you have faith in the relationship. All of us are different creatures we all have different quirks we all have different wants and needs and sometimes we all have you know different backstories a lot of us are carrying different baggage so it's really important that we're open to these things and open to sharing you know when it comes to intimacy it can be hard to voice what we want when i mean we may feel as though our partner already knows everything and guess what they're not in our heads they really don't if something's been bothering you or troubling you lately or even for a while don't be afraid to ask for what you want the chances are your partner wants the same thing that you do and even if they don't if you're not sure what it is that you want talk to your partner about it. They're usually more than happy to help make your desires a reality. And guess what? You might even find out that your partner wants the same thing that you do. Sometimes is a pleasant surprise. They're usually more than happy to help listen and support you. If it's not necessarily something that they need to get involved in, maybe it's something that you just want to share with them in terms of just speaking to them about it they're sometimes just willing to just support you and just telling you that they're there for you so being honest with your partner is key and it definitely helps you resolve disagreements in a more constructive way so what are some common intimacy issues in a relationship one of the first ones that is really glaring is lack of trust. Lack of trust can be caused by a number of things and usually it includes past hurts and betrayals. If you don't feel like you can trust your partner with your emotions or your body, it can be difficult to have an intimate relationship with them. You know, sometimes feeling unworthy or undeserving of love as well can also lead to a lack of trust in intimacy as well. I know sometimes if you don't believe that you're worthy of love, it can be difficult to trust your partner when they say they love you. You know, some people feel like, well, what do I bring to the table? I don't feel like I've brought enough to the table. You know, I don't feel like I've done my part in this relationship somehow. It happens like that sometimes. The balance in the relationship tips and, you know, maybe someone's lost their job and they're feeling that they don't feel like the balance is quite right. They lose some of that intimacy and there's a bit of tension in the relationship and everyone's trying to figure out what's going on. You know, feeling like you can't trust your partner can lead to a lot of that tension and conflict in the relationship and no one's talking about it. So that trust is essential for any healthy relationship and without it, there's little chance for that intimacy to grow, let alone flourish. The second common intimacy issue I want to address is the fear of intimacy as a whole. Now, usually it can be caused by a number of things, this fear of intimacy, but most especially because people are hurt or have been hurt or rejected in the past. You know, if you're afraid of being close to someone, it can be difficult to have an intimate relationship with them, especially if you've been hurt or betrayed in the past. Who has broken up with someone out of fear of being hurt first? I know I have, like, 
like I've definitely broken up with someone in the past because I was like okay I need to break up with them before they break up with me because I didn't want to be hurt or rejected first and it's all because of fear of intimacy you know so these things happen but even now you know now that we're older and wiser some people are in relationships they are afraid of being hurt because maybe they have some big secret in their lives and they're afraid of sharing it because they don't want to be rejected for that thing these are real things that happen to people you know let's say there's a stigma around something that's happened to them in their past maybe I don't know. And I'm talking something real. Maybe they were molested and it's a really jarring story that they're, you know, maybe they feel that they have personally gone through therapy and everything, but for the person who they're with, for example, it's it's a difficult story to share and we know how to share it, when to share it, for example, or let's say, you know, there's been a murder in the family, like when to share something like that, you know, or, you know, some people have a lot of baggage in their family, whichever way people have a lot of these things that they've been hurt by sharing some of this information in the past and then you know they get into a new relationship and they're afraid of sharing it because if they share this information they're afraid they'll be rejected or maybe they have some kinky things that they are afraid to share and if they share that they're really worried that someone's going to reject them or mock them for sharing it so you know there are many reasons why people are afraid to share things and you know sensitive topics are really hard to address basically and if you're afraid of your partner's reaction it can be difficult so taking that into consideration is always something to to think about third common intimacy issue that I want to address is not feeling desired. So this is one that a lot of couples actually face and you know it's something that considering that two people got together because they were attracted to each other and all of a sudden one day one says that they're not attracted to the other one anymore all of a sudden or one believes that the other one is no longer attracted to them. You know it's quite a thing to be honest. You know sometimes you'll find that maybe a woman has had a baby and her body didn't bounce back the way you know she was expecting or the way the man was expecting and sometimes that can be disappointing on both parts other times it could be that the man is saying listen I love you no matter what and the woman is like but can you not still see that I've got a gut and she's carrying all of that on her so so many things to unravel there and in that situation she almost needs to start loving herself again so that she can let him love her as well whereas other times the guy can really just be the spawn of Satan and you know decide that he didn't realize that baby was gonna be pushed out of wherever you know you know not feeling desired can cause feelings of unattractiveness you know feeling like you're not good enough for your partner feeling like you're not meeting your partner's needs and when you don't feel desired by your partner it can be difficult to feel intimate with them you can sometimes feel like you're not good enough or that you're not worth their time and once again leads to resentment and conflict in the relationship you know if you're feeling this way it's so important to talk to your partner let them know how you feel and see if they can help make you feel more desired you know sometimes you really need to talk to each other and just have that conversation chances are they want to make you feel loved and desired they just may not even know how to do it they just need to first know what to do to begin with and then do it 
it. These are just a few of the common intimacy issues that couples face. Definitely talk to your partner if you're experiencing any of these. So now let's talk about how to overcome some of these intimacy issues. The first thing I really want us to focus on is we need to understand what intimacy means to you. So intimacy means different things to different people. And it's important to understand what intimacy means to you separate from what intimacy means to your partner and then figure out what intimacy can then mean to you as a couple. This way you can work together to create a deeply intimate relationship that meets both your needs. Now some people may view intimacy as being you know physically close to their partner while others may see it as being more emotionally close to their partner. You know you and your partner need to talk about what intimacy means to both of you and you should be on the same page so that you know what each of you expects from the relationship. So the second way of overcoming intimacy issues, we want to talk about building trust. And you know, we talked about how trust was such a big issue before. So we definitely need to build trust, right? Now, trust can be rebuilt if it's been damaged, but it definitely takes time and effort. And it should never be taken for granted because obviously it needs to be earned and maintained. It's almost like a very beautiful garden. It really takes tender, loving care. Now, one of the ways you can rebuild trust is by being open and honest with your partner. If you're not comfortable talking about something, try to find a way that won't lead to an argument. If you're struggling with issues, it's important to talk to your partner about them and try to find a way to overcome them. Make sure you're as open and honest with your partner as possible. Ultimately, both of you need to be willing to work on rebuilding trust for the relationship to improve. And with time and effort, most couples can learn to trust each other again and enjoy a deeply intimate relationship. When you're trying to build trust, if you're having difficulties, it's important to get professional help because when trust has been broken, it is one of the hardest things to get back together, especially when it's been deeply broken, maybe by infidelity or something really deeply broken in some other way. If you're struggling with intimacy, it's really important that you seek professional help from, for example, a coach. I mean, we had a sex and intimacy coach on the show a few weeks back. There's also therapists or a counselor you can seek help from. They can help you understand and overcome the issues that are preventing you from having a deep, intimate relationship. So depending on where you're having the issues, whether it's emotional or physical, please seek professional help if you're having issues with intimacy in your relationship. And thirdly, when building trust, it is so important to exercise patience. Please remember to be patient. Overcoming intimacy issue takes a lot of time and a lot of of effort. It won't happen overnight, but with patience and hard work, you can overcome any obstacle in your way. You know, if you're not patient, you're very likely to get frustrated and give up and it'll only lead to more problems in the relationship. So please be patient. Now, this is a key one for me that I thought to share with you on how to overcome intimacy issues. And it's about how to communicate during disagreements. Now, disagreements are bound to happen in any relationships. It's how you handle them that matters. We know that communication is key. I know it's cliche, but when you can communicate effectively and 
calmly during a disagreement. It shows that you're willing to work through things together. It also helps to clear the air and make it easier to move on from the disagreement. And the best thing about being able to resolve a disagreement is that you can have makeup sex afterwards. When communicating during a disagreement, I want you to take seven things into consideration. Are you ready? Number one, don't take things too personally. I know, I know, I went there. Yes, when you're in the moment, I know, it can be hard to remember that what you're feeling is temporary, but everyone has their own opinion. So just remember, don't let little mistakes ruin great relationships and try to remain kind, even if the other person is not being kind. Number two, stay calm and collected. I know. When in the history of ever has someone saying calm down ever made you calm down? Like seriously, like seriously. What I know is that taking a deep breath and counting down from five works. And sometimes when that doesn't work, count down from 10. And if that doesn't work, I leave the room. I say I need some air because honey boo boo, it's important to stay calm and keep your composure so that you can resolve your disagreements. Otherwise, you'll say something in the heat of the moment that you're gonna regret and you can't take it back once it's out. Number three, use I statements. So when you use I statements to show that you're aware of your own limitations and need for improvement, the general rule is to not use the word you when making a statement about what someone else has done or does. So I'll give you an example. So I'll say something like, although I understand that you may be feeling a certain way, I need you to understand that I'm not comfortable with X, Y, Z happening. So when you put it like that, this allows people to find common ground in their understanding. So they can explore this new path of understanding with you. Number four, be clear and concise with how you're communicating. Make sure your message is not getting mixed up in the drama by being careful about what words are coming out of your mouth. So an example would be, I don't like it when we speak in raised voices. So instead of saying something like, I don't like it when you're raising your voice, you make it a we thing. So we are both taking accountability and that way we need to, even if you're not shouting, it's a wee thing, you see? That way everyone has to bring down their voice. Number five, avoid accusatory statements. Using you always or you never are trigger statements, like trigger statements and a surefire way to start an argument. They're just not only ineffective, but they're so damaging to the relationship. Seriously, like if I hear you always, my brain's going to explode for real, for real. They're also damaging towards building bridges between the two of you, especially when you care for each other, because it's just kind of like, so I can never do anything right, always and never. Like, come on. So please, come on, you know better. Number six, give the other person time to cool down. You know, some people want to be following people all around the house. They want to do everything now. They want to have the fight right now. It's not necessary. Acknowledge your feelings and the other person's feelings. Then give them some time to cool down. If you're the one who needs time to cool down, let the other person know that you'll need a little time and that you'll get back to them. It's so important that just because the other person is upset doesn't mean that you're wrong. 
longer. Sometimes people need time to cool down before they're able to talk about an issue calmly and effectively. Like seriously, you don't have to chase them everywhere. Give them their time. Maybe not one week, maybe not six months. I don't know. I think it depends on the severity of the situation. 48 hours, I think is the max that I kind of leave because when you leave things too long, they fester. I don't know anything about going to, you know, when people say don't go to bed angry, I think that's wild because we're adults and if you do that, you will you will not be functioning at work. So sometimes you need to just sleep on some things. And guess what? Sometimes when you sleep on it, it's just like it wasn't that big a deal anyway. Sometimes you need to cool down and if you need to come back to it, you come back to it and with a cooler head. And finally, number seven, understanding your role in the situation can help you take actions that improve the situation. When you increase your self-awareness of your role in the situation, it can help you develop empathy for the other person and also can help you take actions that improve the situation. When you become more aware of your role, you can increase your self-awareness of your role in a disagreement by taking time to reflect on your actions and thoughts during the disagreement. This can help you to understand why you reacted the way you did and how you can react differently in the future. Additionally, you can talk to a trusted friend or therapist about the disagreement, and this can help you to understand your role in it. You can also pay attention to your emotions, which can help you to understand how you're feeling during a disagreement and how that might be affecting the situation. I sometimes keep a journal and use that to see if there's a pattern in how I feel during these situations and see if there's a way I can figure out if there's something I'm consistently doing wrong in any situation and what I can do better next time. This is how I react when this happens. This is what triggers me. So if this is what triggers me, what can I do better next time? Or if I know this triggers me, why does this trigger me? Is this, you know, my inner child like screaming at me and why, you know, we can always find an inner child problem. These are the kind of ways you can find some root problems that we can start targeting from here, you know, because some things they don't just start, you know, overnight. They came from somewhere. And sometimes when you are in a disagreement with someone, it can be easy to forget that that person on the other side is just a person. And just like you, they have feelings, needs, and they also have a story. So by taking the time to consider all these seven things before communicating with the other person, you're setting the foundation for a more productive and positive discussion. And guess what? Maybe you'll even learn something about yourself in the process. Intimacy is a vital part of any relationship, whether it's with a spouse or a partner or a friend. However, intimacy can be difficult to achieve and maintain. So by following all these tips and advice, you can work to create an intimate relationship that lasts. So join us for our next email hangout where we'll continue to discuss on intimacy in relationships. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. I'll leave some information in the show notes for you. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to give it a good review and subscribe to the podcast for more content. Chat soon. Ciao.